Hello, I'm Doug Bennett. Thank you for listening to my introductory podcast. I've set this podcast up because I found an old goals book way back in 2012. And I was amazed to find that I'd completed 10 out of 11 of those goals. And so that set me on a journey where I was on the edge of financial oblivion, close to bankruptcy in 2010. And now I find myself in a very comfortable position, completely different scenario to those dark days. So I'm going to share with you a number of different ways in which you can make a huge difference to your future life. So join me on a weekly basis as we work out about how goals do come true. Today, I'm speaking to my good friend, David Braithwaite. We've known each other for over 20 years. David is the owner of a number of different businesses under the Citrus brand. He manages all of these businesses and is also a coach with the amazing Strategic Coach Programme. As well as fitting in all of this, he likes enjoying time with Claire and Harvey, his son, and spending time down at his happy place in Salcombe, where he does something with boats. I know he is a skipper or something, as he never lets me at the steering wheel when we go out on the water. So, David, thank you very much for joining me today. I'd like you to uh, tell me a little bit about your story and the listeners and how goals have formed a part of the process to help you achieve the incredible organizations that you have created. Well, first of all, Doug, thank you for having me as your first guest on a podcast. It's very nice. Big honor. And congratulations on the book as well, which I'm sure is going to be an interesting read. I can't wait to see it myself as well. But for me, goals have always been part of a process. Um, they didn't used to be. You, know, you used to turn up and, and, and do the job that you're going to do and you used to try and do the best that you could do. But what's the point? And I think that's where you come to when you get the goals is to have an idea as to the reason why you're doing what it is that you do and why you're going to perhaps go that extra mile. Because goals don't happen overnight and they're not always easy. And in fact, they're not supposed to be easy at all. But by actually setting yourself some goals and having an idea as to what it is that you're going to achieve or give yourself a reward for as a result of doing something, hitting a target of something or earning an amount, whatever it is, and goals will be all sorts of shapes and forms. It gives you your your reason for doing what it is that you do and also the motivation to keep going doing what you do. So it's multifaceted. And I think that the brains that we have are incredible. To use the word machines probably isn't the right words, no moving parts as such, but our brains and our minds are incredible things with which to actually work on if we know how to actually work them, Doug. I mean, I'm a great believer in goal setting and goals myself. And it is that part of the brain that is the, you know, the reticular activating cortex, I think, well, I know it is called, and um, it forms a big part of what we do there. Now, I mean, do you or did you write your goals down when you were, you know? Yes. Why is that important? Well, I think there's something actually of, of makes it create seriousness and I think it's from your own personal point of view it's committing something to writing because then you let yourself down if you haven't achieved them for a start because you've actually written it down the very fact you actually written a goal down means that you've thought about it you've had to imagine it and then you've had to think of the words that describe it so from that point of view it ticks all the boxes for your reticular activator from that point of view of actually writing it down but also writing it down with an idea of time scale what's the deadline by when do you want to achieve those goals what's it going to be measured against what is success what does success look like when you've achieved it is it a thing is it an amount is it a length of time is it a holiday whatever it might be it always has to be something tangible that you can see feel and touch 
so that you know when you've actually achieved that goal as well. So it's vital that you actually write it down. But I would say you need to go one step further than just writing it down. I think you need to see it. And from that point of view, why did you see it? Well, I think it's, it's one of those things. There's an interesting quote. It's from Dan Sullivan. Eyes only see and ears only hear what your brain's looking for. So give me an example. If you were saying, right, I've got a goal of uh, I want to have a red mini, just for example. And you picture this red mini, you know how it's going to look and the spec and you get an idea, you look it up online, you maybe go to the showroom, then suddenly everyone's got a red mini. You just see them drive around everywhere, don't you? Because your brain is looking for things. Much the same way as you could probably drive down the road and probably think that Bonnie, your wife, has just driven past you because you'll spot a car that's the same colour and type as her and you'll look at it. And you don't know how, but it's like a sixth sense. Your brain will direct you to see what it is that you need to see to drive you towards that goal so you recognize when you're getting near. And I think it's vital that you write it down, but also see it and, and believe it and somehow have something where you can, you can touch it as much as you can and see it regularly as well. It's absolutely vital. I um, use something called a vision board and you can have these vision boards. They're various shapes and sizes and guises. You can even buy, I think on Amazon, you can buy a vision board kit if you really are that lazy and can't do it yourself. But essentially like a cork board or a, or a pin board on the wall, and you put all the things on that you really want to achieve. And you see this regularly. It could be on your fridge, for example. It could be on the wall. Mine was on an app. Uh, there's, a, there's an actual uh, Dream Vision Board app that you can have. And each morning I used to look at it and see it and almost sort of play with the pictures that were on it and visualize myself doing that, seeing this and having it already as though it's in the present tense, as though I have got it, not that I will get it, you have to imagine you already have it. How would it feel like if you're on that holiday on that beach? How would it feel like to have... And you need to make them probably scary as well. That's the key. That's the key. You know, Doug, I, mean, I remember you having your screensaver on your iPad was a Harley Davidson. And I've used this in a presentation of mine where I've cited you having that on your iPad because every time you unlock your iPad, you see your vision, you see your goal. People can do it with screensavers or when your computer goes into lock, when you have to put your PIN number in to unlock it or a passcode, have what it is that you want to actually achieve on there because it just permeates into your brain and it becomes part of you and it becomes regular and you, you'll start seeing things. And I know that you certainly achieve one of your goals from doing that, but goals are absolutely vital. See them, feel them, touch them, make them as real as you can, Doug. That's what I would say. Now, that was an amazing description there. Thank you very much for that, David. Yeah, I mean, having the Harley Davidson on the screensaver was as much for it to be a trigger for Bonnie to know that it was coming more than necessarily letting me know what I was getting. So you mentioned there about big goals and, you know, there's this phrase, big, hairy, audacious goal bags, mm. I think they're called. So have you got one or two of those that have actually come true for you in the past or are you working on one at the moment? If you did have one and it came true, how long did it take to come to fruition and what steps did you go through to achieve it? Probably the easiest way of describing that is to talk again through my, the vision board that I had for myself when I wrote some ideas down. And what I did, I put various pictures and things on there and two of them on the vision board have already happened. And it was the option to private school Harvey was one of them. For example, my son, I wanted the option, whether we wanted to do it or not is entirely down to us at the time, but I wanted to have the option of doing that. And on the vision board is a picture of a school locally to us. And that now is the school he goes to. Now, I just picked that school at random. I just Googled a local private school, put the picture onto a vision board, and that was that. And what happens now is every time I drive up the drive, I see the picture that's the same view on my vision board. So that came true. 
Also on there was uh, a weight uh, goal and a health goal. So I, I was thinking about this before we were talking, and I think it come down to, to several things. I've got health, holidays, happiness, and what's helpful. So what are those goals? What's, make you, what's your health goal? What's your holiday goal? What's making you happy? And what's going to be helpful to you? So one of those actually did come true, which was, which was that. But also, um, and I'll tell you about how the weight goal actually came around um, later on, but I had, a, I had a weight goal written down as to how much I wanted to weigh and what I wanted to do in terms of fitness. That has come true. And I'm also going to reveal to you today an exclusive. So nobody else knows this until this podcast now. But I also had a certain car as a photograph on my vision board that I've looked at and I've wanted for years and years and years. I collect that car next Thursday. So during July, I will be picking up what will be my dream car, which is something that is astonishing. Now, is that by accident? Would it have happened anyway? I don't think it would have done. I think to, to actually have that thought and the picture of it, and I know this to be true, because I had a, a, on Facebook, it comes up in the mornings with, here's your memories from last year, or here's your memory from 10 years ago. And it shows you a photograph from wherever it was. And it came up as a, uh, a memory on the day I bought the car was a photograph of a toy car that I had taken of Harvey's. He had a remote control version of this car. And I'd taken a photograph of it because it looked so real. And I put it on Facebook and people were commenting saying, we bought a new car. Like, and actually, no, it was a toy one. But five years to the day was the day that I actually put in the order for the car. And I don't think that's by accident at all. No, not at all. Not at all. It's a heck of an achievement. I actually had it down as a lifetime goal. I I thought at some point in my lifetime I'm going to do it. But sometimes life's too short. And I think that sometimes you have to do things that you're maybe fearful of. And I think when you're nervous about something and, and yet excited, it's kind of the perfect chemistry that means that you're ready. So from that point of view, yeah. Things do come true. And for me, my big, hairy, audacious goals that you've referred to, three of them have come true within the last five years. And yet I only thought of them five years ago. The interesting thing that I think you mentioned there was they were lifetime goals. Mm. And that's the madness of things. I think, and I'm, you know, my past is such that some of the goals that I thought, wow, that's far too big. There really is no chance of that really happening, which actually is the wrong thing to think you know i think subconsciously i believe that one day i would get there but you know 10 years from now 15 years from now and you know i'm in a position now where where i couldn't possibly have believed i would be in this position and and it's happened easily 10 years earlier and i think i think that's the the power also of writing these things down but making them as clear so i like your picture theory there I also love the vision board aspect of things so that you do get to see it every day. Hmm. I think clearly this, this thing works. I think there's probably a few people out there in the world that would think uh, law of attraction, you know, just got to think about it and it will happen. But I know you and I both work really, really hard towards achieving the things that we do. And that's also part and parcel of it. You know, you've got to have the goals, but you've got to take that step forward towards it in the first instance, you can't yeah. just sit, and, and just sit around the, and wait. And I think the goals as well are, are your, what I would call your North Star. That's your guiding point, isn't it? That's where you're heading. So the things that you're doing are leading you to get there. And that's, that to me is, is really important. Otherwise, you're just drifting from one day to the week to the month to the year and you wonder how you got there. To me, 
I think it's great to have something to aim for. And as, as you say, you work very hard. We all work very hard doing what we're doing. It's nice to get a nice reward and to see something as a result of all that hard work. Otherwise, all it is is just hard work. What's the point of that? No one wants that, do they? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Now that's, uh, I mean, that, no, you've been really, really helpful there. And I'm sure the listeners will get something from that. Now, I've heard you speak on a number of occasions and you talk about doing what you can't, mm-hmm. which I love as a, a, as a statement and a, you know, a speech title. Can you give a couple of examples of this and um, um, whether goals formed part of that process of doing what you can't? Well, this all came around because when you're looking to, to set a goal, uh, have a dream, straight away your mind will say you can't do that or people will tell you that you can't do that because they want to almost maybe bring them down to their level. I've got a big belief that you're, you become the average of the top five people that you hang around with. So the whole point of doing what you can't is very, from a very early age, whether it's teachers, whether it's parents, whether it's friends, all say to you, well, you shouldn't do that. Do the thing, toe the line. And I think actually, heck no, you shouldn't. You should do what you want to do. But a lot of what you do is to do what you can't. So you often hear stories about people being successful throughout their whole lives. And you know, every success story usually has a a slight bump in the road. And we've all had bumps in the road uh, for various reasons, but it's given me the reason to do what I can't. And I think that when we're looking at doing what we can't, it's about fear, fundamentally. And the fears that we actually don't face become the limits where we want to go. We can grow as big as we want to be, but you have to step through that boundary of fear in order to actually get there. And fear, for me, means something important is about to happen. It really is. And it's easy to sort of run from fear because we don't like to go through the process of doing what it is to get through that. But also sort of living in the fear means you can be stuck in that one place forever. And that's not a place I want to be ever. And that also fills me with fear. So I gave the example when I was speaking there about... um, a couple of things. So I did a skydive once and it's the perfect way of finding out what fear is all about. It's a scary way of doing it and it's a very extreme way of doing it, I know. But when you're about to do a skydive, you're there and the guy's about to throw you out the plane and you're tethered to this guy and you're about to go out and he says, right, we're going to go out on, on three. And he goes, one, and he throws you out on one because everyone grabs on on two or three because they think they're going to go out the plane and you fly. And at the point of maximum danger is also the point of minimum fear. And I believe that the best things in life are on the other side of fear. I really do. But you have to actually experience it. And also it comes down as well to adversity and fear being the key to success. Now, I didn't know when I wrote down five years ago how I'd achieve my weight and my actual running goal. I had a running goal and a fitness goal and a weight goal. I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I wrote it down. And I found the way of actually doing it is to go and break your leg and your ankle. So I went off and uh, did that by accident um, while I was skiing one day and had a quite a severe break. And what happened was the consultant I was working with said to me, well, you're not really going to be able to run on roads and you're not really going to be able to ski like you used to. So I then thought of that moment, well, I'm going to do what you can't. I'm not going to have that. How can I get back to where I was? And the key was having the physio that I went through to get there showed me how to sort of walk and then run. And I was going off on treadmills to then learn how to run again. And Mother Half and Harvey one day did a park run, which is a five kilometer run around a park around our way. It's all organized, very great. And they were doing this at nine o'clock on a Saturday. And I got to the point where I wasn't allowed to run on real ground. I could only do it on a treadmill. But I would start my run of 5K at nine o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. They would be starting theirs, but just in the park across the road. So we'd all do park run together. 
And then I got bored of just seeing the treadmill because you don't go anywhere, do you? So I started going out running and running. Anyway, so in June 2020, I achieved another goal, which was to run 100 miles during the month of June. And I did it. Okay, by one kilometre, but I've still achieved it. I've also, since the leg break, skied the Swiss Wall, it's called, which is a ski run in Avoriaz. It's the steepest ski slope in Europe, and it's one of the top five worldwide. And as a result of all that, from breaking my leg and doing the exercise, which I wouldn't have done if it wasn't breaking my leg, I've also now reached my target weight. So it's a rather extreme way of doing it, but it is just to show that sometimes when you think the worst happens in your life, take a look at it and go, actually, how can I use this as leverage to get better in some way or another? And how can I actually use that? So that also ticked off two more goals on my vision board that I had in 2015, albeit through a bit of a painful experience. But you know what? I'm grateful for it. And on the other side of fear is all the best stuff. It's where all the good stuff is. You have to cross that line through fear, which is why I did the talk called Do What You Can't. We need to do a lot more of what we're told or what we think that we can't do. And don't be afraid of writing down goals or thinking big, hairy, audacious goals or actually having a dream. Don't ever be frightened of having a dream because dreams is where all the good stuff comes from. It's our why that we do things. It's what we're all about. And we need to dream bigger and have that fear and go out there and do what you can't. David, what can I say? That was absolutely amazing. And I'm sure there'll be a lot of people listening to this podcast that will be inspired to do that, do exactly, do what they can't. Now, I think we're uh, at the stage here where we can conclude our podcast for today. David, fantastic guys, a good mate of mine. We've known each other for 20 years. He's just phenomenal. I love him to bits. But David, where can you be contacted if anybody, well, why wouldn't they want to get in touch with you? It's on Twitter. It is at Citrus David. Or if they go to davidbraithwaite.com, they can catch up with me there. And I'd love to connect with anybody. But honestly, and I'm grateful for you as well, Doug, for inviting me on this because you've been a part of the journey. We've been both part of each other's journey. And it's so great to almost see this circle squared, for want of a better word, and to see that the results that you've had and we've both shared these together. And I think it's I'm very grateful for that. So friends are just important as goals. So thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this week's Goals Do Come True. If you want to be held accountable, email your list of goals to doug at dougbennett.co.uk and to find out about my latest talks and upcoming book, visit dougbennett.co.uk. 